You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. We're here on another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy, and Jane Bunn is our guest today. She's a principal at the Bunn Agency, Diamond Key Service. She learned from some of the best in the real estate industry. She started her career at Keller Williams back in 2010, then moved over to a luxury brand at Sotheby's for six years, later recognizing she needed to expand her own brand. She moved to a, a cool startup called Compass. After that stint, she was at Caldwell Banker, and her clients include celebrities, entertainers, professional athletes, as well as Wall Street finance executives. She's now the broker owner of the Bond Agency, and outside of real estate, she's passionate about working with underprivileged children, and the LGBTQ teenage community. So welcome her to the show today. I always like to start off with a quote. And so I got a quote today from Venus Williams. It says, I don't focus on what I'm up against. I focus on my goals and I try to ignore the rest. And I just think, obviously, she's an amazing athlete to me, the GOAT when it comes to female tennis players. But um, yeah, so really, that's what we're trying to do. Just focus on like what our goals are and leave all the other noise out there. So. Jane, thank you for being here with me today. Appreciate you. I've enjoyed our friendship. Even though we are many states away from each other, I feel like we've been friends a long time and I'm so proud of what you're doing in the state of Florida. Oh, don't worry. I'm coming down to College Station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down there. Don't worry. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to jump right into it. So obviously you're the principal of the Bun Agency. Walk me through your story in two minutes. Oh, how you got into real estate, how you became a broker owner, and just just walk me through that real quick. Who you are, what you are, and what you're doing. I was in real estate in New York for a little bit, for a very short stint with a company called Belmar. And quickly, I realized on my interview with them that I was interviewing them also. Mm-hmm. Even though they were interviewing me, I was interviewing them because they were going to be my partner. And I wanted to know what they were going to bring to the table, as well as what I knew I could bring to the table from my background, from my resources, from you know, my business acumen. Fast forward, I went quickly, you know, changed that up because I had a client who asked me to go into helping them manage their career. And that was in entertainment. So I became an entertainment manager. And I did that for 13 years, worked with a lot of actors, uh, models, recording artists, and other celebrity personalities. And um, the market crashed got married, everything, business kind of dropped, got married, came to Florida, had never been to Naples, Florida in my life. I thought, you know, I was going to Naples, Italy, to be honest with you. (laughs) Next thing I know, I was in Naples, Florida. So um, I ended up on the West Coast of Florida. Like I said, I didn't even know it existed. You know, from a young kid, I would always go to the East Coast. We would do uh, some, you know, spring break from college and go down to Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Boca and places like that. When I realized where I was and what was actually happening here, and like I said, the market has, had crashed, I quickly knew it was time to jump into real estate and climb that ladder back to the market coming back to where it should be, where it is right now, which was interesting because I started out at a company called Keller Williams, which you all know, which I think is one of the you know best companies in the industry when you start out in real estate. They have a lot of systems and tools for you. I started out selling condos that were ninety dollars to $135,000 and chased my tail for about four years, didn't know what I was doing, didn't understand really the business, even though I had complete business background of being an entrepreneur my whole entire life. Once I realized what the business was and, and how I moved in it, I got a coach 
understood what I was doing and started moving straight to the top. Mm. Within five years, I was one of the top agents here in Naples. I think I went from probably number 7,000 something to number 90. Wow. Top 100. Like I said, I'm in an area that's very conservative, super conservative. We have titans that laid their hats down here in Naples, Florida. We have homes on the market at 88 million, 70 million, 50 million at any given time. And they turn over. They trade. I was able and lucky enough and, you know, with luck and a lot of hard work, that luck is about that big to immerse myself in the luxury arena. And once I got in that arena, I stayed in that arena. I started selling homes, you know, a million on up to 20, on up to 25, and I keep moving. And my business is a lot of referral business, which I built that. And um, recently, and really quickly, I was asked to be a broker at several of the companies I worked for. And I've worked for the largest real estate companies in the industry, you know, Keller Williams, Sotheby's, Compass, Colwell Banker. Spent six, seven years at Sotheby's, loved it. Colwell Banker, great company. Compass, great company. When I was asked to to become a sitting broker with, you know, a couple of those companies, it dawned on me, why not sit for myself? If I'm going to run a company with 200 agents under my belt, why not create that whole vision for myself? Which I thought about it, but never really act on it. And I decided to open up the bond agency and I'm very happy with the direction the company is going into. I'm moving really quickly, trying to stay at a, a nice pace. But it's a lot of work, you know, switching from hat to hat. And I have, and at all times, I'm always thinking about my customer, which is the agents now. Yeah. I'm putting them first. And, it, and as you know, Terrence, it's a different move. You know, you have to switch hats all the time to kind of even figure it out. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now. I just introduced my first agent today, which I'm really proud of. Just had the first meeting with my agents today. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to move. I'm taking them into, you know, a whole new arena, which is the arena I move in, which is luxury. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everybody will join me. Everybody will be able to make it. Those who don't, you know, we'll still keep them at their pace and keep working with them and assisting them to be successful. And yeah. pretty much that's my story. And that's where I'm at now with the Bond Agency. And I'm really proud of what has transpired over this time with uh, the pandemic and everything else. Love it. And, you know, and you and I have had a friendship. We've talked off and on through emails and on the phone just talking about being a broker and wearing the different hats and also tell me you're doing more too. So you got the bond agency now, but the listing lab, talk, talk to me about some of those other things. I know you have the subscription. So let's, let's, let's dive into that a little bit and then we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. We have the bond agency and I'm completely building a brand. You know, the bond agency is a brand with other elements that make this work. About six, I'd say eight months ago, I created a membership subscription for agents that want to grow into the luxury market, and I try to share with them, it's not something you jump into or break into, you grow into it. It's a gradual growth. And you know, it's not about just understanding and walking into the properties and knowing how beautiful the property, you can walk in a property and know the property is beautiful. <laughs> you know, how the property is built, how to, what the, you know, the flooring is, what the countertops are, what the wall, you know, all those things have to be learned also. But more so than that, I teach them how to understand that customer because the customer that's buying the five, 10, 20 million, trust me, it's not their first home. This is their third, fourth, and fifth home. And most of the time you're not dealing with them. You're dealing with their liaison or their attorney. And those people move differently. And if you don't know how to 
you know, converse with them. You don't know how to present to them. You don't know how to present yourself to them. That whole conversation is completely different from the conversations you've had in the past. Yep. So targeting those type of clients, because everybody we talk to, you know, Terrence, oh, I want to be in the luxury market. Oh, I want to break into the luxury market. Oh, I want to be that top agent. And so, you know, and I tell them all the million dollar listing shows change the game. This is not your grandmother or, you know, the, the mother that sat at home with the kids and wanted a part time job. This is not that game anymore. Yeah. This game has completely changed. And the agents that have to step up to the plate, most of them can't afford to step up to that plate. Yep. They don't realize to be that listing agent and have your buyers be recommended or referred to you from your sellers, which makes your market exactly, <laughs> exactly. You have to have a certain skill set and have a certain mindset to be able to handle those customers. And I call those customers quiet luxuriance. And mm. if you don't know what that means, that's a problem. You know, yeah. we have a lot of agents, you know, that's, you know, out there on social media, standing in front of the Rolls Royce, standing in front of the jet and getting on a helicopter, spending all kinds of money on clothes and stuff, saying this is who they are when they haven't even worked with that customer. That's wow. not what gets that customer. Wow. That's, that's good. So I want to dive into that. Yeah. That's not the person the customer is looking for. Because most of those customers don't even wear those things. They don't. <laughs> you don't even see them. They, they're just like, hey. I'm just who I am. And I tell the story of me sitting next to a guy in a bar, which was, I think, Ale House somewhere. I was waiting for my husband to come out of something. So I went to get some hot tea because I was cold in Florida. It was a cold day. And I'm talking to this guy and he's, I'm like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't sit next to me. And here it is. This is the owner of Paychecks. Wow. And he says to me, you know, what do you do, young lady? You know, why are you in here by yourself? And we have this conversation and it's like, wow, I'm about to sell my place here in Naples. Oh. You know, and if you saw him on the street, he's just a guy. Yep. So, you know, we have these falsities in our mind of what we supposed to look like, dress like, be like when it's just the basics. Yeah. And I want to dive into that. So, like you said, the millionaire, the millionaire real estate agent show changed the game because people are trying to compete with that image. Mm -hmm. But obviously with Hollywood and with its production. So. And I explain that to people all the time. Like I actually personally just sold my 45 first $1 million property. And I tell my agents all the time, but you see me and I have a baseball cap on or a ranch hat on blue jeans and boots. And they're like, well, don't you have to put a suit on? You know, I had a $3 million listing appointment last week. And for me, that's a big house in our market. Right. Three, when you get into the three to $4 million in college station, that's a big house. And so they're like, well, don't you have to No, you go be yourself. People, the biggest thing I've learned with high net worth individuals is they're looking for people to be genuine. And if you are the person who wears suits every day, great. But if you're the person that doesn't, like you said, there's a quote that I've always really focused on. It says, look, look poor, think rich. Right. And what I've learned with these high net worth people, like you said, they're the quiet high net worth. When you said that statement, I want you to say that again. And what does that mean to you? Like if I'm an average agent or a new agent that's not in the luxury market yet, what does that mean to you? The quiet luxurian? I took that from um, Junan. He's a, I think he's the creative director of Barney's in New York. I read it one day and it just resonated with me. I said, wow, this is so real. Quiet luxurians are people that spend a lot of money trying to be anonymously rich, <laughs> looking <laughs> anonymously rich. They, I mean, but you know, if you know, you know. Yep. You know, like the, even the big companies like the Gucci's, the Louis Vuitton's, the, the Ferragamo's, they have made their logos so big 
And the people that can't afford them are the ones that are buying them every day. The $10,000 bags, the, you know, not everybody, but you know, the yeah. four, I mean, you're talking $600 for a belt. You're talking about, you know, X amount of dollars. And the people that have the money, they're buying the same product without you knowing that's the product. Wow. And those are the quiet luxuriance. Wow. It's like a guy, he'll wear a gold Rolex watch, but then you'll see the guy that has the watch with the band, the black leather band, that's the same Rolex. And you don't even know it's a Rolex watch, but it's probably four times the gold Rolex watch the guy is wearing. Yep. So these are the people that are in my market and I have learned from that. And I'm not saying don't be professional. I'm not saying that at all. I'm today, I'm in a polo sweater and a polo shirt and I have sneakers on and I'm sitting at my desk in my home. Guarantee you when I go out there, I look extremely professional. That's just who I am. Yeah. And I want my agents and my brokerage to look the same way. I don't want them to look like some singing group or some, you know, uh, fashion model. That's not the look. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you look, you, you, you carry yourself to represent your market also. Now, yeah. you might be in New York City. That's something different. Yeah. But it's still a level of professionalism. And to digress about million dollar listing and all the reality shows, what these guys don't understand is those guys are magnified 20,000 times by production, like you said. Those guys are given those clothes to wear. I mean, I was in the entertainment industry. I know what they do. They will give you everything you need to look good and to wear their own label, you know, whether it's, you know, a Brioni or Ferragamo or, you know, whoever. They're going to yeah. give you those items. They want you to wear them. Yeah. So, you know, competing with that is ludicrous. Especially like you said, as a realtor or a broker or a team leader, if you're not working with those clients, getting in front of the that image, you, you got to build the knowledge. Like, like you said, you don't jump into the luxury industry. You don't break into it. You grow into it. So let's talk about what that means to you growing into the luxury industry as a broker, because there was a time that I wasn't selling the multi-million dollar houses in the market. And I remember I was at a conference in San Diego, a Tom Ferry conference. And he says the same amount of work that it takes to sell a $300,000 house, that same effort goes into a $1 million plus property, right? And it like struck a nerve. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So why why am I not the king of the Central Texas million dollar ranches and million dollar houses? And I started attacking it. So when you talk about growing into it, what does that look like to you growing into the luxury industry? You know, and it's interesting you said, Tom, I was taught and, and absolutely love him to death. And it's funny because Tom, the same exact thing that happened to me when I met Mike Ferry Tom, happened to me when I met Tom Ferry. I happened to be sitting in the front of the crowd in Las Vegas or Los Angeles, wherever one of them were. And they kind of pointed me out and started talking to me immediately. And next thing I know, I was on the big Videotron or whatever that is. I kind of stuck with them. His father was my mentor, was my coach. And the coach that was assigned to me really struck, you know, a chord with me. And we just kind of kept moving forward. He was powering me through. So it's really important when you have a mentor or a coach between a mentor and a coach, a mentor is someone that you know, is there by your side and follow your career all the way through. A coach is someone you pay to take care of those things for you. Wow. A lot of people don't understand the difference between having a mentor and a coach. Wow. So um, I want to make that clear to a lot of people out here. You know, your coach is someone you pay to make sure you stay on point and you have accountability. Your mentor is someone that admires your work ethic and understands who you are and will stay with you throughout your career and watch you grow and help you in any way, shape, or form that they can. 
So understand the two differences, guys. When you ask me what does it mean to grow into the luxury arena, it means to really understand your market, your worth, and, and who you represent when you're out there, which is the customer. We, a lot of us forget that the customer is the, the customer is the client. You know, they're the ones you have to hold their hand, give them clarity through the whole transaction. You, it's not about you. You know, you're not the star. The property is the star. And I, I always kept that in my mind when I launched a property or when, you know, and when you sell luxury, we launch properties. We don't do it just a broker, open, you know, open, what is it? Brokers open or open house. We mm. launch properties. You launch it. You launch an estate. We bring press. We make sure we invite people that can afford to buy the property. We invite our partners, you know, when it comes to our resources, you know, as far as our title companies, attorneys and people like that, that have clients also. We partner with wealth managers or a private institution. And we, you know, we call press, we call the magazines. We launched that property because guess what? We wanted to get takeoff <laughs> and we want a good takeoff. And after yeah. we launch it that way, then we invite the people that live in that area because mm -hmm. they have homes of that ilk also. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, depending on the price point we launch, if the price point is under a million, I would say even under 2 million. You list it. Brokers open. Yeah. We do an open house. It's, yeah. it's a normal launch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You list it on the market. But man, that's that's really good. List versus launch. Right. Coach versus mentor. That's good. So what's your largest transaction? 20 million. 20 million. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, one transaction. I want to do 30, 40, and 50. I have colleagues that do 88. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a lot of agents. I know a lot of agents in the United States that'll take a $20 million listing or buyer for sure. That was a beautiful thing for me. Yeah, that launched my career. I had sold seven, six, 10. I mean, I sold those, but I had never sold a multi. You know, it was really interesting that whole process for me. It was mm -hmm. a game changer. It made me realize. This is a whole nother level, Jane, you know, with the clients, the customers, with the opposing agent. Well, no, let me take that back. Not opposing agent, with the opposite agent, the buyer's agent. You know, yep. it was my listing. It opened my eyes to really what it means to be a listing agent and mm -hmm. how you have to market yourself and, you know, what your brand means for someone to come to you and want you to sell that property. Your brand speaks for itself. Yep. And um, like I said, I built this brand letter by letter. The bond agency, TBA. I built this brand, me, by myself. And I can't go any further. I'm not an island. So I have to have a team, a leadership team. And thank you. You taught me that. I have to say, I take my head off to you, brother. You taught me that. Yes, ma'am. And I'm just trying to move, you know, in my market the way I'm supposed to and help some other people keep that door open. Because I can definitely eat at this table alone. You know, That's I put true. a quote out there one day, you know, you have to know what you bring to the table because yeah. I'm comfortable eating alone. Yeah. However, right now I'm opening my table to other people and I'm taking that baton and, you know, giving it back and saying, if you can grab it, come on with me. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot that goes along with being a leader, being a visionary. And um, yeah, I guess I'm up for the challenge right now. Yeah, you're doing great. I'm so proud of just the growth I've seen in you as we talked off and on over the last year. And like we talked about, like you said, I can eat alone. Like I could be an individual agent, one assistant and be just fine. And that's what I explain to people. But when I open my table up, that's like me opening up my home. That's right. And saying, you're welcome to come in and be a part of my family. 
And I don't think when you're not a broker or a visionary, you don't understand the magnitude of that visionary or that broker or that owner saying, I want you in my family. And I think as agents, I try to explain to my agents all the time, like, if you think about my kids are at school now, I spend a lot of time with my kids, but most they're at school. So I'm spending a lot of time with my work family. And if I'm going to invite you into my table, I have certain expectations, right? That, that It goes both ways and really getting them to understand the magnitude of I'm coaching you, I'm leading you, I'm helping you with leads. Like I'm investing a lot into you and all I'm asking in return is your loyalty, your hard work and doing it with integrity. And like we talked about, I was a time where you and I both were single agents dominating our market, but really you're only going to go as far as your team and the people you put around you. So I think you're headed in the right direction. I want to dive into a couple of things. So when you got into the industry, like you said, Keller Williams, Sotheby's, Caldwell Banker, there's a lot of a lot of meat on the bone there. What's one of the things you wish you would have known that you know now that you would have known then right when you became a realtor? I wish I would have found Mike Ferry. <laughs> a coach up front. Up front. Up front. Yep. I mean, that changed my life. That made me realize I wasn't doing the work. Yep. I was not doing the work. And a lot of agents, you know, that the, the bad word in our industry and for agents is prospecting. Mm-hmm. That is the foundation of our of business. We do. That's wow. the core. If you don't know that you have to prospect, then you don't, you can't be in this business. And it's not us just as agents, insurance people, stockbrokers. I mean, Wall Street is real. (laughs) Boiler Room was real. When you saw those movies, they were real movies. These people are on the phones calling people every day. And one thing Mike Ferry said was, you'll call, you'll call, you'll call. And it is boredom repetition at its best. You will call, you will call, you'll call. You're like in a tunnel. I was in a tunnel for 120 days three and four hours a day prospecting. Wow. But the day that person said, come to me and present yourself, it was like a rainbow showed up. And that's what he <laughs> told me. And I said, I'll never forget. I was like, oh, ah! it was like the opera started singing and the rainbow showed up and I was there. And yeah. the more I went, the, mo- the, the momentum I got, the speed that came along with that understanding and knowing what I what my presentation was about and understanding my market and just being able to spew that out every time I went there, I became very confident. You know, and the one thing I remember them saying, don't leave the house without the contract. I never left the house with the contract. I was so confident that when I left the house, I knew I was going to get a phone call. Yeah, you didn't need the contract. I didn't wow. need to push them into that. You know, and that, you know, I came to a realization that there's a fine line between persistence and pushy. And I had to stay persistent, not pushy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, me as a person and my personality, I'm very calm. You know, it takes a lot to ruffle my feathers and get me upset or emotional. I'm very calm. So when I'm there, I, I feel like I can talk to anybody. You mm-hmm. know, I'm very well traveled, I'm very, very well spoken. I mean, I can articulate my thoughts. So I knew exactly what I was walking into and I knew the level of people I was going to be with and I knew how to get on their level when they would have a conversation with me wow. because I had done it. It wasn't like they were saying anything I didn't know about. Yeah. So that's, time. Yeah. That's the part of growing into this business, this luxury market. Yeah. And you hit it on the head, whether it's Tom Ferry, Mike Ferry, Jane Bond, Terrence Murphy, like <laughs> the foundational truth that you cannot avoid in any sales industry, really, you can be selling vacuums, you can be selling cut coat knives, you can be selling trucks, or you can be selling million dollar houses. You have to prospect. You have to prospect. And the thing I'm, dries up. 
Yep. Yep. Pipeline. And it's crazy because I guarantee you, if my agents listen to this podcast, which a lot of them probably will, they're going to think we had a conversation about this before. This is just all coming from you. <laughs> oh, no. You, if some yeah. other people listen to this, they're going to think I, I'm talking about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and the cool thing is, it's a foundational truth. That's why it goes from Florida to Texas and from Texas to California and from California to New York. If you want to be in this industry, you have to get on the phone and call people. And like I always tell my agents, anytime, like when you got that call, that person said, you know what, Jane, you've called me a couple of times. You're not pushy, but you're persistent. Let's set an appointment. At that moment, you took market share because had you not been calling them, they were going to call another agent. So I would explain to people, like, if you're going to get market share in this industry, and like you said, as a new agent, what's one thing you wish you would have known? You have to, if in order to convert them, they were going to use someone else. So you're practically getting them to fire their previous agent and give you an opportunity. Exactly. And you got to hustle to get no, that. They weren't happy with what didn't happen, which they didn't sell their home. And I always tell agents, you know mm-hmm. what, you got the easiest mm-hmm. job because, listen, I don't know how many listings expire daily. So those people need you more than anybody. Yep. Because they're hurting. Might not have been happy with what the agent had done. And when you call them and you have a real conversation with them, they're going to tell you what happened. But you have to convince them in your conversation with them, being honest, you know, being transparent and sharing with them your knowledge, what you're going to do next for them. And it might be the same thing, but you might do it more, you know, because there's nothing new under the sun. We all do the same thing. But you have some agents that are lazy. And you guys know, they know who they are. You yes. have some agents that are just on it, on it. I mean, on it every single day. And like you said, you might not be able to crack that customer, but that next agent that's not playing and really understand what this is about as far as prospecting, they're going to crack that customer and they're going to get that listing. Yep. You know? and, and, and just let's be clear, being a listing agent costs money. Yep. You know, we all want to be a listing agent. It costs to be a listing agent. You have to be able to keep that listing on the market. Mm -hmm. And God forbid it does not sell under you because all your hard work is going to go to that next agent. Yep. So I'm hoping you're developing your relationship with that customer where they will keep you on because they know you did everything you were supposed to do. And maybe they need to think about their price. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully you're the expert to share with them, you know, what has transpired during the market because Mm -hmm. they're going to move on. Yeah. And that's the risk you take. That's the risk you take. So when, like you said, as a listing agent, you got to have the money to spend. And but I still go back to the list versus lunch. Let's talk about lunch. What does lunch mean for you? Because I think you said financial advisors, press, magazines. You kind of have a process, a checklist that, hey, this is what we're going to go through because we got an estate on the water. It's a 10 million dollar listing. Right. So you got your secret sauce that you go through. But like you said, everybody's doing the same thing, but you just put your own spin on it. Right. It's a different feel. Like you said, I have my checklist and I have, depending on the price point, I know exactly what to do, but I didn't always know what to do. So how did you build that out, Jane? Like, how did you, did you, was it through your coaching? Was it through mentors? Did you just kind of watch other agents and piece it together? To be honest with you, I didn't watch really any other agent. I kind of took from my background of being an, you know, being an an interior designer at one point in my life and also an entertainment manager. And I knew what I did for my other clients. And I just kept saying to myself, when I'm about to push actor, model, personality out there, what do you do? You launch their career, Jane. So you got to figure out how you're going to launch this property. You got It's a star. So how do you make a star? 
You know, you take it there. You call all your resources. You tap into everything you can. If you don't know, you ask someone, you know, and that's kind of how I thought about it. And one thing I know about press is press is always looking for press. They're always looking for stories. So I knew to pick up the phone and tell them whatever and share with them and get them out there. And I knew if I got them out there, they would feel the same way I did. So pretty much I kind of went on what I knew from my own experience being in the entertainment industry. And um, do I have one up on anybody with that? Not really. Anybody can do it. You just have to know. I mean, if you think about it, it's really common sense. You have to launch a property. You have to put someone out there in the spotlight. How do you do that? Yeah. Google is your friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Google is your friend. And then, like you said, you just opened up your table I'm opening up my table through expansion. You know, I'm getting ready to expand around the state of Texas and then outside of the state. And I'm looking for hungry, motivated agents to be my expansion partners. Right. And I'm looking to replicate myself in them. Yes. And and that's the key. And so that's really good. And I think, like you said, it's a lot of times you got to know your limitations as a realtor. And if you don't have it, get coached on it or partner with Jane or Terrence or somebody who can help you evolve to that next level as a broker or as an agent. And that's what you and I are both looking for. We're looking for people around the United States that are motivated and ready to go. So what do you see? Like, what's the biggest opportunity that you see just in the real estate industry? It can be in sales. It can be in anything. What do you see as the biggest opportunity in the next 12 to 24 months? I think the biggest opportunity is what's happening now, you know. With the movement of people, people are moving all over the place. And for us, especially here in Florida, because they have been cooped up in these small apartments or even large apartments and buildings, they want space. I think the biggest opportunity is that there's movement in the market everywhere for agents and they Mm -hmm. need to, um, you know, pounce on that right now. And if they weren't brushing up on their skill set during these last past eight, nine months, then shame on them because that's what's happening. This movement inside our business is tremendous and it has opened up growth, especially for African-Americans and minorities alike to like really go for it. And I have to say, I have never seen so many African-Americans right now that are interested in real estate, whether they think it's an easy fix or, you know, it's easy money. Because one thing I want to also share with you, this is a grind. This is not an easy job. This is a grind and you have to be more professional than you could ever imagine. And the agents that you see that dress like myself right now and Terrence, and we can go and talk to our customers like this, it's because we can. We built that. We are able to do that. So you can't. You have to build up into this. And it's like one of my customers said, the reason I can sit here in my ripped jeans and my tennis sneakers is because I already did it. I did the work. I'm here. You're trying to get here. Yep. And I was told that a long time ago. <laughs> so I always looked and, and kept myself polished and on point. And I have to say to my young ladies, you know, wear your hair nice, your makeup, keep your nails nice, all of that. Don't look like you went out last night. Look like you're here present today and being professional. And gentlemen, too, we get that twisted a lot. So when I say, you know, your skill set, you should have been brushing up on your skill set, your mindset, pivoting with the market and understand who you are in this market and presenting yourself properly, that professional presentation is oh so important and the market is moving and you can really do well. Yeah, it's a lot of opportunity and we're seeing it just what if 2020 didn't remind us of anything, like 
Mm-hmm. If there's ever a time to go after your dreams and your goals, if you have a person who's always aspired, aspired to be a real estate professional and be a, a real estate salesperson, go for it. Do it. Be it. And then find a mentor. Find a coach or somebody who can help you go be that. And if you're in the industry and you haven't been a top producer, go for it. Absolutely. So personal question, where are you investing your money right now? Where are you putting your money? Like, where are you investing your money? Those are secrets. <laughs> Those are, that's the secret sauce there. I just started investing. You know, it's a really interesting story. I went to a Keller Williams uh, bowl session one time, maybe four or five years ago. And I remember a gentleman, it was a panel of agents, top agents there, and a gentleman standing up and saying, if you agents out here in the audience have $100,000 in the bank or anything that looks like that, shame on you. It should be in investments. Yeah. You're, buying yourself, you're buying other people properties all day long, and you're not buying yourself anything. And I, it, just like, it was like this flashlight went off in my head, and I was like, oh, my God. And he was like, don't buy, you know these small single properties, buy property, income properties, properties that will give you income at all times. So that right there, that was it for me. Yeah. You're investing in real estate. Next thing I know, I was buying buildings, you know, and I'm very good at doing my numbers and understanding what I like. I I know when I see a deal and and I want to go after it, I walk the buildings, you know, with my realtor and I go back and do the numbers. If the, you know, ROI is there, I'm there. So I'm investing my money right now in Chicago. I'm investing in multi-unit buildings. I'm on my way to Austin. That's my next place. I would like to go to Detroit and look at Detroit, but I really don't have anybody on the ground there. You know, yeah. and a lot of people ask me, Jane, why are you investing outside of Florida? Well, who said I had to invest in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing anybody's light bulbs. <laughs> Nobody's calling me at night. I invest where I if I'm investing, I'm investing in somebody that's going to take care of my business and their boots on the ground there. Yeah. So, you know, that's the main, to me, that's the important part of investing outside of where you live. I'm not the manager. No, that's good. Love it. And like I always say, your career is being a luxury listing agent, broker. Your money's career is buying buildings in Chicago and in different markets. Love it. Love it. All my guests always ask you guys to bring a book. And you brought How to Land Your First Million Dollar Listing. <laughs> Why did you suggest that book? That's my book. <laughs> I wrote the story. <laughs> I wrote the book on Landing Your First Million Dollar Listing. Yeah. I'm so proud of that. I have to take my hat off to a young lady. Actually, she, she pushed me and she pushed me and every day. Where's the book? What are you doing with the book? Did you finish the book? And I was like, my God. And it actually is my realtor. So I sat down. I wrote the book. I got stuck. You know, it's not easy to write a book. You you don't think about writing a book. But I did have a, a book that I bought years ago, how to, how to Write Your First Novel. And I remember opening that book several times and never went into it. Finally, I sat down to write the book. And I realized I'm telling a story. I need a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I just told my story. And I was very genuine with it, very authentic. It's I find it not only informational, it's not chock full of how to, you do this, you know you got a prospect and all that. No, it's a real story. It's the story of my life being a real estate agent coming to Florida and working my way to you know what people perceive as the top. Mm-hmm. So... I'm really proud of it. It's funny, it's informational, inspirational, and funny. And I'm getting a lot of great feedback from it. You can get it on Amazon. If you want a side copy, you you can 
pre-order it through my Instagram handle. And we'll drop that in the notes. In the show notes, we'll have a link to that book for sure. But I, I hope you all love it. From what I understand, it's kind of sold out in the UK. So I'm really excited about that. It's like, wow, okay. Maybe it was the <laughs> UK? Yeah. So um, I'm happy about that. And, you know, I just want to talk, you know, I missed something you asked me. There's another element to my brand, not only how to land your first million dollar listing. And I talk about in the book about agents getting to the top and what it takes. And I tell them my true story, you know, of what it took, the blood, sweat and tears, the people that I thought were in my corner, you know, the disloyal men, the people that were loyal. You know, I talk about all of that. You know, Mm -hmm. I talk about crying sitting on the floor in the shower, crying, asking God, where am I? Why am I doing this wrong? I mean, yeah. so I'm, I'm just being myself in the book and you'll get to know me as a person more so. The other part of my brand is the Luxury Lab. And that lab is a subscription membership to teach agents how to grow into the luxury market. And I, I'm very proud of that also. I think I'm doing well with that and I hope to continue that. And it's a part of my company, which is in, by invitation only to agents. They wow. just can't jump into it. It's a definitely an invitation. You have to prove yourself that you're ready to go there. I love it. And you inspired me with the Luxury Lab and talking about it. And like you said, it's invite only. So I started a, a very similar group inside my brokerage called the Maroon Club. Yes, I so, love it. Yeah, it's more high level thinking. Some of the, you know, really diving in some of the concepts that you and I've talked about. How do you go get the million dollar listing? How do you invest in real estate? How do you build a team? How do you get leverage? All those things. It's tough to talk about in training when you have a brand new agent and an agent who's selling, you know, 20 million a year. So I started the Maroon Club at my brokerage at TM5 Properties and doing similar things that you're talking about. So thank, thank you for you. that inspiration. I, I look for a big uh, shipment from you for the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. 20 copies. What do you want? 30 copies, 40 copies? I'm on it. Absolutely. absolutely. I'm on it. Another part of our, our brand is Luxury Live. Luxury Live, we started this year. We'll be doing that annually. And we connect it with agents of color from around the country. It's a national brand, Jason Christie. And we're going to be doing Luxury Live every year. And I'm excited about that because it's bringing agents together from around the country and sharing with them, you know, the elements of luxury taking them to warehouses, taking them to a beautiful property, getting together, networking and sharing information with each other and referrals. I think that's a necessity within our industry and especially among us as people of color too. A lot of people of color feel as though they've been left out of that arena, which is the luxury arena. And I'm here to say, you can, if I can do it, you know, a little black girl from Philadelphia sitting on a stoop in her neighborhood, the hood, <laughs> And, and dreaming big, anybody can do it. Love it. So, you know, that's where I am with everything as far as the brand is concerned. No, that's good. Well, I want to close with a final thought that you want to leave for our listeners. Any inspiration or any final thoughts that you want to leave for them? And you actually kind of already went there just then. I, I, I love that. But what's any final thoughts you want to leave for them? If you're in the real estate industry, and and that's what we've been talking about here the whole time, I don't care if you're new, you know, existing agent, aspiring agent, novice, whatever, you know, stay professional and always remember that the customer is the person that you service. Mm -hmm. You know, all of this is for them. You do your job and you will close the deal. You know, if the deal doesn't close, it's because of the parties not having a meeting of the minds. But always remember that you're in a customer service business. 
And those words mean everything. It means, you know, you and your integrity, you know, your loyalty to the customer, making sure you give them clarity with negotiations. You are the expert and they look to you. And if you don't understand that, then you're in the wrong business. Wow. That's good. Well, thank you so much, Jane, for being on the show. I'm so proud of everything you're doing in Florida and so excited on what we're going to do together in the future. And um, thank you for coming on the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Definitely. And I'm coming to College Station. Don't you think I'm not? Get ready. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank we you. We love what you do. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to terrencemurphy.com.